Future Hacker Life Path Future. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second episode with Dimitris Dimitriadis. And I still have many, many questions for you, Dimitri. So thank you for keeping here with us. I'd like to cover some of the current trendy topics that, you know, you're probably being asked in all your speeches. You know, let's begin by the NFTs. Do you think it's, you know, a bubble, the future, a work in progress, maybe? What's your thought about it? NFTs, for sure, is not just a JPEG. So let's start with that. It's not just a JPEG. Non-fungible tokens is a technology that we have for three years now. It's based on the blockchain and uh, everyone somehow understand or saw the term somewhere. So my personal experience as regards NFTs is that from investing perspective, if you are a crypto investor and you are looking for new projects to invest, 95 maybe 98% of the NFT projects that are out there right now, they're going to fail. The concept of NFTs as a Web3 outlet and based upon decentralization, it's a great concept. I really, really admire the utility, but if the projects of the NFT projects out there that they don't have utility, they're going to fail. It's okay to say that NFTs and non-fungible tokens are a buzzword. It's an easy representation to say, okay, NFTs is just a buzz. And then when we go out of the Bitcoin phrase and we are moving from a bull run to bear winter as crypto say, uh, they are going to be forgotten. No. NFTs are digital assets that represents digital or real world objects. So we can have art, we can have music in games, items, videos, whatever. And they can, because they are encoded into the blockchain and they have an immutable nature, is not just a collectible, is not just a certificate. And the utility behind this technology will change the world for sure. So If you are an investor, be cautious and do your own research and understand the dynamics and the tokenomics behind the artist or behind the group that is doing this whole NFT project. If you are an artist, you need to explore NFTs yesterday because, okay, we hear the every days from people sold 69 millions and setting a huge record sold by Christie's, another first 255 years old auction house using Ethereum to do a transaction. Mind-blowing facts. But if you are an artist, you need to consider this kind of technology. Why? Because we think that as artists, we are going to move to dematerialization. We are going to move away from the materials and we were emphasizing into the experiences as artists but through nfts we can have the best of both worlds we can have immutable nature we can have a digital artifact we can have a physical asset 
and we can combine these two. So the utility behind NFTs is huge. And I think that we are going to have NFTs in everything that needs an immutable nature in one year. Concert tickets, uh, restaurants, reservations. I don't believe that we are going to use NFTs as regards security assets like houses, mortgages, or uh, bonds or whatever, because there are better versions like security tokens. They are more securities than non-fungibles. But NFTs, they are going to change the way we use the non-fungible nature. People think that they are just collectibles or they are just a JPEG with an ape, but they are not. <laughs> on on the way, so we're on the way of finding a better use for it, for sure. <laughs> okay, great. You know, now the trendiest of all, everybody's talking about the metaverse, right? For things that honestly, to me, they are currently simply digital experiences and we are still so far from actually experimenting its whole potential, right? So th this is something that has been annoying me a lot when you see people just talking about, oh, this is a metaverse, but it's like, wait a minute, we're not there yet. I'd love to know your thought about that. Do you think it's already happening or do you think that, you know, that's where we are headed? The metaverse for me is the new name for all the experiences under Web3, under the new web that we are currently building. So if we combine the technologies that they will be part of the metaverse, like augmented reality, virtual reality, extended reality, crypto assets, non-fungible tokens, DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. If we combine all that and we say, okay, the combination of these two elements or three technologies or four technologies together will build some kind of a metaverse, we are discussing like we are 1994 and someone told you about the World Wide Web. So... It was existing in a silo in, uh, inside DARPA and they had connections and they exchanged messages, but we didn't have the full-blown potential of the World Wide Web or even the dark web or even private parts of the web. So right now, speaking about the metaverse in general is like describing something that doesn't exist. My opinion is that we are not going to have one metaverse. We are going to have metaverses and metaverses from branded experiences. So we're going to have branded experiences like Facebook Horizon that was built by Facebook, aka Meta or whatever Mark tomorrow want to say the new thing that in order to try to force people to forget the scandal of Cambridge Analytica. So the rebranding is great, but it's not working on the metaverse. We have HoloLens, uh, Microsoft HoloLens, and the Microsoft Mess, the Microsoft version of Metaverse. We have all the games that are using these technologies, like games like uh, Minecraft, uh, Roblox, that they are, in a sense, metaverses, because we can have a virtual experience or an augmented experience. But also we have different ways and different views 
of the metaverse, like the metaverse that Apple will build, which uh, is going to be based on augmented reality. So because of the glasses that they will soon launch, hopefully September, and the glasses will be based on augmented reality, all the meta thing that we're going to see from Apple, it's going to be augmented reality experiences. Instagram, on the other hand, with the, the filters and the whole concept of starting with eyelashes to lipstick and moving forward to actual augmented reality art, is building something on top by recruiting creators to create augmented reality experiences. So is augmented reality alone with a glass? Is Oculus with Oculus Quest and a full immersive virtual experience is both by using uh, gloves or by using jumpsuits that you can feel. Still, the metaverse is under development. I believe a lot in the decentralized version of metaverse, like Decentraland or Sandbox, because people, they need to own the things that they will build because we are speaking about an immersive experience and we can build the experience. But we have great, great ways to experience metaverse like, I will tell you, personal, a bit futuristic example just to support my title. Imagine after body art to go to bio art and understand neo-hybrid art movements that we can use 3D printing, organic or non-organic materials, modifying our bodies and this will go into virtual reality, but not transmitted to an actual headset, but transmitted to a brain-computer interface or a biochip or something that is a recreational neural link that we can use in order to live experiences. We saw contact lenses that they are already using augmented reality and they use the, great, the greatest pointer of history, which is the human eye that can focus and wipe the lenses automatically. So why to use your mobile phone or to use glasses that they have a camera on top when you use your actual human eye that is a miracle as regards mechanics and optics. These, these experiences will be much more experiences for the metaverse. And just one thing as regards experiences because... We think right now that we have only five senses or even six if we count the movie. We have 32 senses. We have the sense of the heartbeat. We have the sense of balance. We have the sense of belonging. We have the sense of heat. We have numerous senses. I can go on and on and on and maybe I can find 32 or 36. Imagine having the actual capacity inside the metaverse or with the brain-computer interface to address all the senses. We say that we are going to be marveled if we address through virtual reality the sense of touch or the sense of smell or even the taste. Imagine addressing different senses with different means by accessing a brain-computer interface. This will be huge on how we perceive the world because what is reality is perceived by us. We don't live in the same reality. So my way of seeing the reality or interpret the reality, maybe it's 
less inclusive than you, or you have a different lens of feeling different things. My tolerance to heat is different than you. So if we are moving and we are moving towards brain-computer interfaces, then we can actually even build global consciousness through these brain-computer interfaces if they are connected. So we can have collective human decisions altogether. This was on a futuristic note, but... <laughs> wow, just this point is just a trip that we could be discussing for hours, right? Okay, is there any other trend or even a mega trend that you'd like to, to talk about? Mega trends. Mm, okay, because I don't want to go to third or fourth episode. <laughs> let's let let's choose a, a dear one that you know speaks closer to your heart. One mega trend that we need to discuss is future of work, and we need to understand that right now we have because of COVID we're experiencing a major shift in what we we think as a actual work because work is a, a huge part of everyday life so everyone understands that work from home and remote work is something that is here to stay so if we discuss about a mega trend there are three major mega trends that are going to involve in the future of work One is hybrid work because all uh, big companies are understanding that people are happier when they have the, the freedom to do things in home, not closed because of the pandemic, not in quarantine, but because they have the freedom to work from home and feel the freedom to do things during the day having a hybrid model of work. So one is that. The other is the capacity of human capital around artificial intelligence. People are starting to understanding that artificial intelligence is not a geeky subject, but something that we, it will be everywhere as regards the actual potential of artificial intelligence. And I'm not speaking about general artificial intelligence, AGI, or uh, the whole uh, futuristic stuff. I'm speaking about narrow AI. I'm speaking about doing mundane, repetitive tasks, writing copies of ads, selecting images, even checking metal parts for flaws in car manufacturing sites. This is a very specific example. So we need to understand that Artificial intelligence, of course, will put out of job all the repetitive mundane tasks, but the World Economic Forum says that it will produce more than 97 million jobs. So we need to count on artificial intelligence and the dynamic. And the other and the third future of work trend that I see is that hiring people for resilience. So far, before COVID, before the war we have in Europe, everyone staffed was hiring for performance. So everyone said, okay, let's make a great, well-working machine, a performance machine that can do 
the best to grow, 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 grow. Right now, they understood that because of COVID, we need to hire for resilience. We need to adapt to change and we need to build teams around a common culture. So they start hiring people that they can be resilient and they can adapt to the change and be the best version of themselves inside a culture. So future of work with these three mega trends will change the everyday life of billions out there because we are not going back to normal. We are not going back to normal for sure. And we are going to a new meta-normal, and I'm not speaking about Marx meta. So we are speaking about a meta-normal that it will have, hopefully, the best of the remoteness and the decentralization that we forced to do because of the pandemic to a new, more cost-effective way of working. You know, and we can't talk about the future of work without talking about the future of education. It's hand in hand, right? A whole new different mindset and qualification. And it's all we have to change for this to work, right? Dimitris, I have a last question for you. We are running out of time. And it's actually a great news. You're launching your book in Q3 this year, right? Anything you can anticipate to us? Like you've been very dedicated in applying everything you learned abroad to the local market. I remember you told me that, right? And it would be the key differentiator in your field, right? Because you're not only you're not only taking this global knowledge and adapting to your local market, but you're 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 doing it in a way that it will make sense to your culture, right? Can you tell us about that? Exactly. My book is right now in the first draft and you are the first to know that is moving into production. So this is a global first <laughs> for the people to know. But my point of view of the future as regards how we can use strategic foresight in a never-changing environment, adapting to Greek environment. Why? Because in Greece, future studies right now are just starting. So I have the obligation to make something for the Greek audience. I just two years start producing Greek content and I saw that people want to understand more in their own context. Because, okay, I am almost 20 years in this job and I'm doing a lot of research and English and English speaking content and uh, writing articles in English, but we need to give the world a better understanding. And I will start from my fellow Greeks. That's so great. You know, I wish you a lot of success. I'm sure you have. And it was a lovely conversation. You know, great to have you with us today. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Dimitris, if you have any final comments you'd like to say, you know, how people could find you or anything else that you're planning, you know, I'll leave the final words to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. People can find me at dimitrisdimitriadis.com, which is my website and all the social networks on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Notes to My Future Self. If you search it, you will find it. 
unfortunately it will be all Greek to you because it's a Greek channel but you can start learning Greek by having a small glimpse into the future through my channel so dimitrisdimitriadis.com in all social networks dimitrisdimitriadis and thank you thank you very much for the invitation thank you Future Hacker Life Path Future